You're listening to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, where we talk about faith, friendships, and feature boss women from the Black Girls of Purpose community. I'm your host, Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. Hey, Purpose peeps. I'm Brianna Lightfoot-Smith, founder and CEO of Black Girls of Purpose. And today we're talking with Addie Rohr, a self-titled entrepreneur out of Norfolk, Virginia. Um, we're so excited to be talking with her. It's really cool. I actually followed her on Instagram like years ago. And then I was at Essence this year and ran across her booth, saw her in person. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're launching a podcast. Can we interview you? So we're super excited to be talking to her today. Welcome to the show, Addie. I'm so, um, like I said, I really, I thought it was just so cool. Sometimes I have my moments with social media where I'm like, I can't really deal with it. But I felt like when I saw you in person, I was like, see, this is the cool part of social media where you can follow someone and then you see them in person and you feel like you know them and, you know, just like instant connection. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that's what I like about social media too because I always had a sense and I see people and I'm like, oh my God, I follow you. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, oh, hey. Yeah. Hey, friend. Yeah, so um, give our little, give our listeners a little bit about your background. Uh, like I said, uh, and I know on your website you have that you are an entrepreneur. I know that you're out of Norfolk, uh, Virginia. You start, we're doing, been doing art since about 2012. Yeah, so I've been like artistic and very creative since a child. So when I went, I decided to go to college. I went to Virginia Commonwealth University. Okay. And I knew I did not want to go to school for art. I didn't want to get an art degree or anything, but I still wanted to do something that's kind of fun and creative, but I can still use, like, all that, um, like, my skills and everything. Mm-hmm. So I end up studying creative advertising, which is actually, like, the creation part of advertising is the creating of banners and magazine covers and logo design and all that kind of branding stuff. So I was able to still draw and paint and use my like, Photoshop skills and everything okay. with my degree. So that was like the cool part. And when I was still in school, a lot of my professors were like kind of letting us know like, hey, most people who are in design, they are freelance. Like they end up doing freelance work mm-hmm. for other companies and everything. So you guys should start like not focusing, but building your brain as a freelancer. Yeah. So that's how I actually created Art and Ambition, which is like my actual company. Okay. And I created that in 2013 while I was still actually at VCU. Oh, wow. And I started doing like freelance design in 2013. Like I was a junior and I was doing freelance designs and everything. I was doing like t-shirt designs for organizations and flyer designs for organizations on campus. And that's kind of how it all started. Unfolded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what, like, now, like, I, I actually don't do flyer designs and t-shirt designs like that anymore. Okay, yeah. Now I do, I still do logo designs here and there, and I do branded material, like I do layout designs for people, brochures, and, like, business card designs. Mm-hmm. But, um... I consider myself an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. I am not like a typical artist yeah. at all. I, I paint and um, I paint watercolor and I also do canvas paintings with acrylic. But I also um, have a product line. I have a line of products. I have over 13 different products and over 35 different designs for products. Okay. So I have like a really extensive line of products. Yeah. And then um, I do a lot of vendors and a lot of shows. And recently, just this year, I started being, like, a speaker. So I've done a few speaking engagements, um, panel discussion engagements, 
And then I also launched this year my mentorship program. So I have Art and Ambition Martin Mentorship Program, which is a program where I take some um, up-and-coming artists like under my wing and just kind of teach them in and out of being like an artist full-time. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, you do. And I know I remember I think I think we talked in person and you were like, Yeah, um, I'm like my booking agent and my social media manager and my publicist and my like I'm the administrative assistant, all those different things and I think every entrepreneur, entrepreneur at some point, uh goes through that where they're wearing all of the hats and you just sometimes you get overwhelmed, but I think in the season that I'm in I've learned to say, you know, this is going to help me give really great instructions when I do hire someone, because I'm going to say, I'm not just telling you from a high level standpoint, I've done all of this. I know that this is, you know, Tuesdays are the best day to send out emails. Or I know that like with you, it's like, I know this is the way to ship our stuff. This is how we package it. And, um, yep. it gives you a whole new appreciation. I think that's I'm like learning to love it because yeah. I know once I do get some other people on my team, it's like I've done all this before. Yeah. It's not new to me what yeah. you're, you're doing now. Yeah. I might learn something because it might be like your specialty, but it's like I've done it all to the point where like I'm comfortable with maybe giving it to someone else. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then if you're ever in a bind, it's not like, oh my gosh, how do I send this? It's that, wait, no, just going back to my standard stuff. I've, it used to just be me, so let me just yep. go back with what I know. I'm pretty sure it's, like, how all, like, entrepreneurs and, like, CEOs are. Like, yeah. they've been the writer before, they've been the editor before. So, yeah. like, okay, I know how to do it. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, I loved what you said about just feeling like you're not your typical artist because, and I think that's really cool that you have a line of products. That's how I remember stumbling across you because I saw the piece that you did. I can't remember what it's called, but it's Janelle Monet and she, and it's like inspired by Janelle Monet. She has the braid and the crown and I was just like, oh my gosh, I love it. And I love that your pieces a lot of your women don't have faces because for me, it allows me to kind of put my, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like, this is me on a notebook, you know? Yep, and that's what I attended, like, the Janelle Monet piece, which is, like, the yoga piece. That, mm-hmm. I painted that in 2015, and it's so, not weird, but, like, it's a good weird, because that is still, like, one of my most known pieces. Mm-hmm. It is now, like, 2018. People are like, oh, I love that piece. I'm like, that piece is three years old. <laughs> but, like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's not even new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of segues into an, a question that I had, which was, um, what is your favorite piece that you've created, which I know is kind of hard. It's like, what? But what is, if you had to name one piece that was your favorite, um, what is it? And then what's the story behind it? Oh, that is such a tough one. Because it's like, I love all of them for yeah. different reasons. Yeah. But my favorite, favorite, favorite piece would be my sprout piece. Okay. Um, which is like a picture of a woman bent down with sunflower seeds and a sunflower growing out the ground. Mm. And I painted that piece that 2017, and it was kind of when I first started when I, in my mind, considered growing. Okay. And I started to become the entrepreneur that I am now mm-hmm. because 
I started learning a lot more. Like, I started doing a little bit of blogging. Mm-hmm. I started doing a little bit more, like, social media marketing and, like, influencer work. And I feel like I was just growing. And I was, mm-hmm. like, sprouting into the person that I was becoming, mm-hmm. like, the woman I was supposed to be. Yeah. So that piece, like, means a lot to me. And at that time, I was going through, like, that growth. Yeah. That growth spurt, that awkward moment. Was like, I don't know what I want to do. But it's <laughs> happening by itself. And it's like, I'm just letting it happen. And just, like, it's cool to see it all come together. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and I love, I love that you'll be able to look at that piece year after year and be like, oh my gosh, look how far we've come from just growing out of the ground to this beautiful thing that we've blossomed into um, today. Yeah. And uh, that that's that's a great segue into this other question that I had. So, you know, you gave our listeners a background and talked about how you were doing kind of just flyers and 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 t-shirt designs and different things just kind of putting yourself out there as an artist and then going into prints and watercolors and I know you even have like lines of greeting cards that you do and um and then even most recently I saw that you have your own gallery no I don't have a gallery no um, okay I'm like I'm looking to open up a studio okay a, a so studio. I'm like constantly working on Got trying it. to find a space Okay. To get an actual physical okay. studio. Okay. Okay. Cool. Where people can come and work out of. They can purchase our products off of, and mm. I'll like workshops. Okay. Cool. That sounds like an awesome space. Um, yeah. And I think, and I feel like I know the answer to this question because I feel like it's natural with any entrepreneur. But did you anticipate this kind of growth when you first got started? Um. Like, like actually, like kind of no. Like yeah. when I first got started, <laughs> um, when I first got started, it was kind of like the thing. I, I still wanted to work. Like, I mm-hmm. really did want to get a job in advertising. Like, I wanted mm-hmm. to be a creative director. I wanted to actually work with other companies as a creative for them when it comes to, like, their branding and advertising and everything. I really didn't want to. I didn't see myself just being this artist full-time. I still saw myself doing it yeah. on the side and as a hobby, but not, like, as my career my full-time job which it is now okay um, so like looking like looking back on like I really just I really didn't think it was going to come out the way yeah it has come yeah yeah I think but those are the best stories to me when people they're like um well what happened was I just went to this one thing and someone asked me if I did this and I said I did and then it blossomed into this full-time business and because um, yeah. I think and it's especially when I graduated I graduated in 2013 college mm-hmm. okay it was kind of it wasn't the start but it was when everyone was in this little bind of not being able to find a job when you got yes so it was like okay I, I started my business while I was still in school but I wasn't intended on like having that as my job yeah I'm like okay I know how to do this but I still want to find a job like I graduated I want to get a job in my field and mm-hmm. get my degree yeah. every day and that's what I'm focused on and it's kind of like not being able to find a job is what actually pushed me to do like art full time yeah so it's kind of like I really can't find a job it's so hard yeah I'm searching here and there I might just do what I already know how to do and learn to do it anyway yeah yeah and I think it's, it ties into the whole see a need, fill a need, except it was seeing a need for yourself and being like, okay, I need a job. What are some skills that I already have? Um, it doesn't really look like this traditional route is really working, so exactly. let's just roll with it. Exactly. Like, I wanted to do it, but I didn't 
Yeah, and I, I think um, what I have learned, too, is that, you know, sometimes things are seasonal, because I remember I actually, so I graduated same year, 2013, from college, and came down to New Orleans, did a year of service, because I was like, I don't really know what I want to do yet, um, I'd wanted to work for Essence, and then right before I graduated, I was like, wait, no, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. Like literally my entire life, Addie, for for um, like 13, 14 years. Yes, I was like, I'm going to work for Essence. I'm going to have the corner office. I'm going to do this. And then right before graduation, when it's time for me to start applying, I was like, wait, no, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I found myself in this place of just starting over at the age where people should be, you know, starting just by 22 by graduation you feel like even if you didn't know what you wanted to do when you came in you know what you want to do when you leave and so that was such a kind of jarring thing for me but then when I moved to New Orleans ended up working in the school system realized that I love teens and then wrote my book and then my book became this organization and this organization is even how I'm able to you know talk to you so it's just like okay I see why that had to happen (laughs) it's okay we're good we're good that's when it works out. When it works out well, it's just kind of like, okay, like, I know what I dreamed of. Yeah. But it's like, eh, that doesn't come true. I'm completely fine. Right. And this okay. is even better now because it's yeah. just, I don't know, it's unique to me, you know? Yep. So, um, what, so you talked about a little earlier, you talked about how you have a mentorship program, and I feel like that kind of ties in with what we're saying where, you know, because I know a lot, a lot of things we've done. We've probably it's been like trial and error. Was that part of the reason why you did your mentorship program? Because you said, "Hey, listen, girl or guy, like I did all of this, and it does. It, it took me five years, and it probably could take you five months. So you just just come under my wing. Let me help you." Was that kind of the inspiration behind it, or what? It, it was because I have like I call them like my creative circle. I have like these friends that are like more business creative friends mm-hmm. and like really personal friends and we always like give each other advice and just talk about things and one was like hey you really should like mentor other people like you're really good at what you do you learn a lot through trial and error mm-hmm. and someone else can benefit from this knowledge like you have all this kind of like knowledge of like what to do what not to do you've gone through like the good and the bad yeah. of so many things like how about you give that to someone else and I was like yeah I, I want to do that because I didn't have a art mentor I have I had mentors in ways of more so just like helping me with life I guess you could say mm-hmm. but not like directly as an artist so I was like yeah that'll be cool that'd be pretty cool to be able to have a program and when I kind of like sat down, I started reading about mentorship programs and how to develop a mentorship program. Mm-hmm. And as I was writing out the curriculum, I was like, wow, like I'm really doing this. Yeah. And I'm always getting questions, like DMs, people emailing me and commenting me, asking me questions. They're like, oh, how did you do this? How did you make this? Like, how did you get that opportunity? Mm-hmm. So like, this would be perfect to be able to kind of like answer all those questions yeah. to someone, but like directly, so yeah. not like to the general public, but kind of like speaking one-on-one to that person. Um, but yeah, my mentorship program is going well. I put up, like I opened up applications um, for people to apply for the mentorship program, and I really kind of didn't think it was going to do well. It mm-hmm. was weird. We were just kind of like, oh, okay, I'm putting it up, I'm opening it up, let's see how it goes. Like, yeah. Let's see what happens. And like, I look back at it like two days after I opened the submission, and like five people applied. I'm like, okay, wow. wait a minute, let me slow down. 
application wasn't hit 15, so I'm like, okay, 15 people, I gotta close it, because it's yeah. only one me. Like, it's only yeah. one Wow. And that's a lot. So, yeah, I have 15 people, like, mentees under me. Wow. That's huge. Yeah, they're great. Like, they're great. We, could, we have, like, a group chat. So we're constantly talking to each other. Now you just, like, directly mm-hmm. to me. They're talking to each other. They're getting to know each other. They're supporting each other. Like, reposting each other's work and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, so that's awesome. Stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that's that's because I I remember when I started my organization I kind of was like oh lord I don't really know if I want to do all this like I just want to talk to people yeah I'm like can I just speak and write books and honestly the thing that got me together was I said you know what that's kind of a selfish way to live if I was like because once I die yes people can keep reading my books and yeah they may in this age they can go on YouTube and listen to my talks but like that's it everything dies with me and so Black Girls with Purpose gives me the opportunity to extend beyond my reach and and similar thing like we have a curriculum that we do where okay 30 years from now people can still be teaching off this curriculum and and you know I can retire and people are still teaching off this curriculum and I mean it's just it just was a way to take my knowledge and spread it beyond me. And then hopefully those people will go and spread it beyond them. You know what I mean? So it's so cool to hear uh, just the way that you take that lead on, on creating a, a group of people. And then like you said, they're, they're supporting one another. And I'm sure I know when I have a really great mentor, it makes me want to pour into other people and be like, who else needs knowledge? Come on, come on. So Mm-hmm. Every industry is like this book because I know the art industry is one of those things that people don't like giving out information. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, when they like DM me or email me and like asking me a question about maybe how to make prints or just something, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, they're always like, wait, I'm surprised you said respond. They're like, oh my goodness, did you really just tell me how to do it? Like, mm-hmm. wow, like people don't never tell people how to just do something. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, why not? Like, that's just kind of how I feel. Like, yeah. why keep? it to myself on how to do it when yeah. it can really benefit you and help you yeah. and take you to another level so I don't mind giving that information all but that's another reason why I really want to do the mentorship program was because I like to see other people like succeed also like to see people win and sometimes the only thing that's missing is because they don't have that that knowledge or that background and some mm-hmm. things you can't learn from books you know as much as you yeah. learn you can learn on the book like it's some things you really can't learn just from a book or from a movie or yeah. from a class. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. That makes me really excited. Um, so yeah, in the really in that same vein, what piece of advice do you have for up-and-coming art, artists who are just wondering where to get started? Because I think that with everyone, they're like, okay, like I have these pieces, but how do I you know, tell people about them or, or where, what's the best method to sell them? Do I do it on Etsy? Should I go in person? Should I be doing pop-up shops? Like, what would your piece of advice be? I think, like, where you're at. Yeah. Because some people, so a lot of people think, a lot of artists think that, okay, because I don't live in, like, New York mm. or I don't live in L.A. or I don't live in that place where it's super artsy and everyone's my art. I'm not going to be able to sell anything. Yeah. It's like, where you live at is where you're, it's 
going to be your best place to go first. Yeah. So first look locally at what events are going on. And if there aren't any events going on, create some events. Because mm. more than likely, it's someone else out there who maybe likes art just like you. Yeah. So you don't have to necessarily travel to go and get to these events and reach um, you know, your customers or anything like that. You can do it right there, like in your hometown, and your neighborhood and everything. Yeah. And then also, you can do it with like what you have right now. If you have ten paintings, then use those ten paintings. Don't hold, don't like not show those ten paintings mm-hmm. and just keep them in your house until you get fifty. Then like, okay, now I want to do an art show. <laughs> right. Like you can do it with the ten paintings. Like you can do it with the five paintings. Yeah. You can do it with two paintings. You don't have to wait till you have a hundred just to start going out and showing your work. And I think that's a lot of that's something a lot of artists are scared of. They think, oh, I don't have enough work. Yeah. Or like yeah, you have enough. Like even if it's two, that's enough. You have something. Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's a great. Um, I. It reminds me of the uh, Arthur Ashe quote where he says, "Start where you are, use what you can, do what you have," or it's like some order of yeah. that. And I'm like, yeah, because yeah, exactly, you're never gonna have everything. Like even you know, like every every. Every opportunity is something to start over. And honestly, everyone's new at something. So even, and I'm sure you can say this, like, once you got really good at watercolors, it was like, okay, now greeting cards. Uh, how do I do that? And you're new until you're not new. And then you get that and then you move on to something else. And the good thing about art is, like, no one knows how it's supposed to look. Like, that's what I all the time. Like, you only know how it's supposed to look. So if you show them this artwork, they're not like, oh, that doesn't look right. And like, yeah, it does. That's exactly how I wanted it to look yeah. like. Well, now I'm going to shift to our, like, quick fire questions that we ask all of our guests. Um, So are you ready? Okay. Okay. So first one, what does it mean to you to be a black girl with purpose? It means to me um, to be someone that's paving the way, someone that's creating opportunities for other black girls um, all around the world. So with me being able to stand on my purpose, I am allowing other people to Stay on their purpose as well. I love it. Um, what words do you live by that help you when you're in need of encouragement? Um, I always tell myself, I always like, it's not really words, I always tell myself that like this world is so big. It's mm. so much out there for you. Um, so anytime I'm feeling down or feeling discouraged, it's kind of like, it's so much more to see, so much more to do. So if it doesn't work, it's okay. Like, mm. Don't stress about it. Yeah. It's okay. Love it. Um, what's the best part about living your purpose and walking your purpose? Because, you know, so many people are saying, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm here for. So what is it? How does it feel to be like, no, I know what I'm here for and I'm doing it? Mm-hmm. It's not like stress. Mm-hmm. It's easy to wake up every day happy knowing that you know what you're doing yeah. in your purpose. You're knowing that you're actually living in your purpose and working in your purpose. So even though you might not have a good day or anything, you still know that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That comfort right there makes everything better. Yeah. And what's the hardest part about walking in your purpose? I think the hardest part is like me, it's like being a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Like saying like, I know this is my purpose. I know this is what I'm supposed to do. So I got to get it right. Yeah. Like I have to get it right. Is this for me? Is this what I do? So yeah. 
I gotta get it. I gotta get it right the first time. Or not, yeah, kind of like sometimes I'm the first time I gotta get it right. Yeah. But I put a lot of pressure on myself because I'm like, this is you. This is what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just learn to give yourself the grace of like, okay, like you said, only I know how this is supposed to look, and everyone else likes it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, just a couple more. So. Um, if you were to talk to someone who has no idea, and this is kind of like the, the advice to artists, but if you have, would talk to someone who has no idea what their purpose is, what would what would you say to them? Oh, I can tell the people a lot of times, try everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't know what your purpose is, you should just try every single thing that comes your way, no matter what it is. It could be something you never thought your, it was your purpose. Mm-hmm. Just try it anyway, because you never know how it might be like, oh, this is it. Like, I found it. Like, I'm good now. If you're not actually trying yeah. as many things as possible. Yeah. I love um, Zim from Travel Noir. She did this course. It's like a webinar about living your best life or something like that. And one of the things that I love that she asked, she said, what are the things in your life that make hours feel like minutes? And she said, mm-hmm do those things and I was like oh my gosh yes that's <laughs> such a good way to describe it because when I write that's I, just what we do yeah I look up and I'm like wait what it's been an hour that's crazy or even conversations with people I'm look up and I'm like oh my gosh we've been talking for three hours how did that happen so and that's you know like that was a good conversation yeah like, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it's funny because I what I find is that people often dismiss the thing that they do that makes the hours feel like minutes because it maybe doesn't look glamorous or something like even something like cooking people are like oh well, yeah I cook but you know everybody cooks everybody you have to cook to eat I'm like yeah but they don't make food like you <laughs> exactly it's, it's, it's a difference too like it's a feeling you get when you do it like, mm-hmm. you're in the kitchen you're dancing and you're having fun yeah cooking. that might be something you might need to do more often yeah. like, that may be it yeah I definitely cook to eat. I'm like, okay, are we, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? I love cooking. I love cooking. So I'm like, if I'm not going to be an artist, I'm definitely a chef. I like, love it. No matter what. I love it. Awesome. Well, my uh, last question is just what what is the best way for people to stay connected with you? Even as we talked about earlier with you potentially having a team in the future, like, if you were to post, hey, the Addie, Addie Roar or Art and Ambition is hiring, where would people find that information? They will find it, first of all, on my Instagram, which okay. is Addie Roar, A-D-D-I-E-R-A-W-R. Um, they'll find it for sure on my Facebook, okay. which is um, Art by Addie Roar. Okay. Um, and then on my website, which is AddieRoar.com. Those are the places that I for sure like keep up to date. Okay. Love it. Cool. Any last just thoughts for our listeners? Things you always let leave like to leave with people? Um no. no. I, I wish I had like a really big project or something coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I- 
don't have one right now. Okay. I have so many little projects coming up. So if you follow me on Instagram or you follow me on my Facebook, you will see me constantly posting projects. And you're probably like, when is this girl not working on the project? Because <laughs> <laughs> I have planners that are coming out later this month. I have a okay. planner that just came out. And then I have sticker lines that's coming out. And I also have a Zodiac stationery series coming out. So awesome. constantly working on like new products and new designs and that for sure you can see on my Instagram. Okay, cool. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out for that and an eye out for your studio whenever that's coming. Yes. So I think that's going to be a beautiful space. I don't know, I wish I had a date, but you know, <laughs> I'm not rushing it. It's yeah. one of those things like I'm trying not to be like rushy, rushy, rushy. Yes. Make sure you get it open in the six months because yeah. I don't want to rush it and not like it or yeah. any of those things. I want to take my time with yeah. it, but it is coming okay. for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for just taking the time to talk with us. And we're um, just praying for you and, and hope just everything just opens up but in perfect timing. And, you know, it's just going to be good vibes. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I'm glad I met you at SSS, which is like so random. I know. Yeah, so happy. yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> thank you. It's never that easy to choose purpose But I would die to my flesh, live a life of worship I'm really, really, really trying to make it into heaven I'm trying to him say two words like, well done hope you enjoyed this episode with Addie. We interviewed, as you could see, last year in 2018, and I was glad to finally get to push out this episode, letting you know all the great things she's doing with her within her art community. Um, as she said, be sure to check out her website, AddieRoar.com. Also follow her on Instagram at AddieRoar. And check out her planners. They are really beautiful pieces. And if you're looking to set your goals for 2019, I can't think of a better um planning to get for your organization. Before we close out for this week, I want to invite you to join the Black Girls of Purpose community by visiting blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join. Uh, when you do that, you'll receive a free guide from me called the Purpose Pathway. It just gives you some clear steps on uh, what you can do to find out what your purpose is. Uh, Addie talked about exploring everything, but it also helps you to just hone in on some skill sets you may already have and to talk to God about what it is that he has predestined as your journey. You'll get some coupon codes for uh, freebie uh, things that we have on the website, and you'll also get some coupon codes for our t-shirt line that we launched last September, I believe. So if you're interested in free things, if you're interested in a guide um, from me, then please join our community uh, going to by going to blackgirlsofpurpose.org slash join and following us on Instagram at blackgirlsofpurpose. That is all for this week. Uh, I shared before we will be doing the Hope series for January, so be tuned in for that. And make sure that you're subscribed to our podcast so that you can get updates as soon as we have a new episode published. Hope you have a great week.